Are you a physician that is lifestyle choice savvy? What do you need to know to help your patients improve their lifestyle habits and maybe your own? You're listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Amy Handel, your host, and with me today is Ruth Frachman, a registered dietitian, a spokesperson for the American Dietetic Association, and a member of the advisory board for Clean Eating Magazine. Ms. Frachman has a private practice in Burbank, California. Today we're discussing the elements of choices in nutrition and how to navigate the lifestyle choice landscape so that you as a clinician and someone who treats patients with lifestyle-related diseases can offer basic, practical, and up-to-date recommendations to patients and maybe even embrace some of these habit changes yourself. Ruth, welcome to the show. Thank you for inviting me, Amy. Well, first of all, what are the numbers that doctors need to focus on that they commonly do and don't when they're assessing a patient? I would say that weight is probably one of the most important factors to consider. Excess weight is often a major factor for most health problems. If doctors haven't started using BMI or body mass index, they should. That is their height for their weight. It's a big wake-up call when people find out that they're obese. Waist size is a parameter being used more often these days. A man's waist should be 35 inches or under. A woman's should strive for 33 inches or under. These days, it's better to be a pear rather than an apple. Eating healthy is not enough these days. We know that food and fitness go hand in hand. Both are important for a healthy lifestyle. It's surprising to me that many people aren't physically active. So doctors should also discuss their patients' physical fitness habits at every visit. And obviously, I do think most doctors know that central obesity or waist size is a clear indicator for risk of diabetes type 2 and heart disease. But I guess my question to you would be, do you feel they're really nailing the patient and talking to the patient about this, or is it still an uncomfortable fit for them? As more research emphasizes the risk of central obesity, I think that more doctors are starting to use central obesity as a red flag. I'm getting more and more referrals than ever for obesity and morbid obesity. With 65% of Americans being overweight or obese, everyone needs to pay more attention to excess weight. And prevention is the best way to go. Ideally, it would be better for people to lose excess weight before they get health problems. I think that anyone with a BMI in the overweight category should get a referral to see a registered dietitian. And this could prevent health problems down the road. Now, at any given point in the year, a doctor is going to get a patient in his office who is either already on a diet, breaking the rules of a diet, or now starting another new diet. So what are the basic nutrition principles that doctors should be giving their patients so that maybe we get off the dieting track and we get onto the healthy eating track? Amy, I agree with what you said. A recent study really sums it up by saying all diets are equal since it really breaks down to calories a day, and this is true. Basically, any diet with fewer calories than they were eating will help them lose weight. The problem is many people try the latest fad diets to lose weight because they don't know what else to do, and then they go off the fad diets because it doesn't fit their lifestyle. Many of these fad diets are lacking certain nutrients. 
the truth is that people really need to follow a healthy lifestyle and be consistent. If a patient is overweight, the doctor should take advantage of every visit to assess the patient's weight and discuss the risks of excess weight. Most patients respect their doctor's advice and take it seriously. This would be a good time to remind the patient that a healthy lifestyle is important. Doctors can remind their patients to eat a high-fiber, low-fat diet and be physically active. This would be a good time for the doctor to give the patient a referral to see a registered dietitian. Doctors barely have enough time to do what they need to do. If the doctor's not working with a registered dietitian, patients can find a registered dietitian near them by going to the website eatright.org. An RD can calculate their nutrient and calorie needs based on their age, sex, and physical activity levels. We are the nutrition experts, and we can make a difference. And I guess from what you're saying, we do know, and I've had this conversation with other health professionals, physicians specifically, that they themselves are struggling with their own stress, poor eating habits, not making time for fitness. So do you think some of their reticence also comes from the fact that they're not making it a priority, so therefore their discussion tends to be strictly about medication, strictly about you know treatment that involves drugs and other therapies rather than doing the lifestyle due diligence? That is a possibility, and some doctors may not demonstrate a healthy lifestyle, so they may not be comfortable talking about weight with their patients. That's why they can refer their patients with excess weight to see a registered dietitian, and then they don't have to deal with that issue. They can focus mostly on their medication and their health problems. And you also mentioned before that probably still to date, though it seems that medical schools are getting on board, most doctors who come out of training, unless they had a personal interest in nutrition and exercise modalities, have very little training in medical school to prepare them for a group of patients now that almost... Everybody requires some lifestyle counseling. So do you think we should be looking and focusing on changing that as well? I think more and more medical schools are including nutrition in their curriculum. I know that there's a lot of registered dietitians who have PhDs that are teaching nutrition in the medical schools. So we are making progress in that area. But if they don't feel comfortable talking about nutrition, if they don't have that experience, that's when it'd be better to refer the patient to a, a registered dietitian. For those of you just tuning in, you're listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Amy Hendel, and I'm speaking with Ruth Frechman, a registered dietitian and a spokesperson for the American Dietetic Association. We're discussing basic nutrition and the need for clinicians to be able to talk to their patients about healthy lifestyle habits. So, Ruth, there are certain foods that doctors should be highlighting to their patients as needing portion control or certain number of portions per day. And there are also other foods that patients should be intentionally eating for their health. Can you talk a little bit about the foods we need to watch closely and those that we actually should be introducing to our diets if they're not there already? Since most people need to lose weight, about 65%, they can start by suggesting the patient eat fewer calories and to make the most of the calories that they're eating. In other words, people should eat nutrient-rich foods to get the most nutrients for the calories. That means they should be eating plenty of fruits, vegetables, 
whole grains, lean sources of protein, low-fat dairy products, and healthy fats, along with getting very little or no trans fats, saturated fats, and foods with cholesterol. Since processed foods and fast foods contain a lot of unhealthy fat, sodium, and added sugars, these foods should also be limited also. Foods with a lot of calories and no nutrients, such as fried foods and sweets, should be avoided, along with excess amounts of rice, bread, and pasta, which can add excess calories. The doctor can also tell the patient to start reading labels if they aren't already. The patient can check the calories per serving or portion and then look at the amounts of fat and sodium. Those are important nutrients to look at for health. It's healthy to increase the consumption of plant-based proteins, uh, foods with healthy fats such as monounsaturated fats and omega-3s, and especially to eat more simple foods like fruits and veggies. It's quick, natural, and healthy. If a doctor really wanted to be able to maybe even create a handout or some kind of written outline for patients, taking into account that obviously patients need different calorie amounts and they may need you know, specific medical diets for their conditions, how many fruits and vegetables would you recommend a day? And then maybe we can quickly run through the other food groups for just kind of a guideline of recommended servings per day. The average person eats about 2,000 calories. And the USDA's My Pyramid has meal patterns and actually ideas and meal suggestions for people. So for the average person eating 2,000 calories, that would be two cups of fruits, two and a half cups of vegetables, five and a half ounces of lean protein, six ounces of grains, and three cups of low-fat, calcium-rich foods a day. That's not that much food. You mentioned the fact that patients and Americans should probably eating less meat-based protein and more plant-based protein. Can you highlight the reason for that? Well, since heart disease is the number one killer, people should always be aware of how much unhealthy fat they're eating, and processed food and cholesterol are often found in protein foods, so protein sources should be lean. Soy is considered a complete protein. It's a lean protein. Nuts and beans are excellent sources of protein. Patients, especially men, need to know that there are other sources of protein besides beef. When it comes to supplements, because I think this is also a challenging area for physicians, what would you say is reasonable for the average patient, again, coming into a doctor's office? Do they need a daily multivitamin, and are there specific vitamins that we have to have as a supplement? If people follow my pyramid meal patterns, they don't need to take a vitamin and mineral supplement because it supplies all the nutrients they need. However, since only about 5% of people follow my pyramid eating and many people don't eat fatty fish or go out into the sun, a calcium with vitamin D supplement and probably a fish oil supplement would be helpful. If these people aren't eating many fruits and vegetables, a 100% RDA vitamin might be necessary. And I'm just hovering over vitamin D a little bit. I know that recent studies suggest that we all are not getting enough vitamin D. Do you have any information on the new guidelines for vitamin D? The new guidelines for Americans are going to be coming out in 2010, and I've heard that they're going to be increasing the amounts of vitamin D, so we'll have to see how much they're going to increase that. 
And if doctors are willing to begin the discussion of overweight or needing to lose weight with their patients, can you choose some, maybe highlight some thoughts on how they begin that discussion so they don't affront the patient, but so that they do get the patient's attention and then kind of move forward on that journey? Yes, it can be a delicate subject, but they could start by saying, since your weight is considered in the overweight or obese category, it'd be better for your health to lose some weight. If you do lose the weight, you can reduce your risk of future health problems. And with a lower weight, you'll feel better, have more energy, and you may not need to take as many pills. As you know, many people, especially older adults, do have to take a lot of pills, and that may be motivation for them to lose the weight and still be a delicate way of saying it. And do you have any books or websites that you would recommend as resources for physicians? One of the best places would be eatright.org, and that you can get a lot of nutrition information there, and that's a good place where a doctor could find registered dietitians in their area. Or the mypyramid.gov website is an excellent website to give healthy nutrition information. And if you had to give a parting thought to a doctor from a dietitian standpoint, what would that be? Nutrition has a huge impact on our health. And if the doctor doesn't have time, which a lot of times he doesn't, it would be better for him and his patients to refer his patients to a registered dietitian for all their health and nutrition needs. My thanks to Ms. Ruth Frechman, who's been our guest, for the nutrition insight she's offered us today in our basic nutrition discussion. I'm Amy Handel, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Be sure to visit our website at reachmd.com, featuring podcasts of this and other featured series. Again, thank you for listening today.